Welcome to the Travel Project Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Katie. And today we're getting Christmassy. My favourite time of the year. The Travel Project, hosted by your travel guides, Matt and Katie Coyle. Taking you on a journey to some of the most sought-after holiday destinations in the world. Giving you the ultimate travel tips and the latest news and deals. While you sit back and relax. Thanks to NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. But I've just returned from the Christmas markets from a river cruise through central Germany and I've been in Christmas. This is one thing that's pretty, pretty high up on my bucket list and you're just going to have to take me back next time you go. I think I, I think I will. And that was part of, you know, it, it, it was an opportunity to travel and to experience this firsthand. What a place and, and what a place to do it at the, the German Christmas market. So today's episode's a little bit special, a little bit unique. One that we have not done before. We're going live. And I've been chatting with people that I've met along my journey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We've found out all about the glue rind and, uh, and, and how it's made, what, what goes into it. But not everybody likes to give away their secrets. Well, <laughs> nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we got a little bit of an insight in, into glue rind. Into the different, uh, into the different markets, some of the little towns that, that I went through. I bought it an Avalon, an Avalon river ship, and wow, absolutely blew my mind. I've been in the industry for fifteen years, and have well, unfortunately, up until now, I had not had an opportunity to actually sail on a a, a river cruise. And wow, this is it's pretty cool. Yeah, a way a way to travel. The feedback that I've had over the years from countless amazing clients have absolutely loved it but I just had not had that opportunity and until now and like every single market you went to like they like they go above and beyond at these markets everything is decorated beautifully and there's so many handmade Christmas ornaments and really really cool stuff oh the, the like, things I've got you know it's oh, yeah. incredible Kmart doesn't have anything on, <laughs> on the Christmas markets and uh yeah my bag came back absolutely full uh with, with some of the most amazing amazing little things and you're right every single market was was different they also had different foods different sweets different sausages it was just amazing to to go and experience them all all within 220 kilometers. I only went from Nuremberg to Frankfurt. Talk us through it. You went to Nuremberg. So how I, how I got there and, and this time of year, that's what I wanted to to talk about. I think everybody's seeing and there is, there is let's, you know, not be down the bush, prices are expensive mm. right now. You know, ACCC, they've mentioned they're looking into the airlines because the prices are high. Yeah. So what, you know, by coming through a travel agent, I, I think I'd only booked fairly recent and, and, uh, when, when this opportunity came up and, you know, prices, and I'm sure everyone's heard or seen out there that price in economy was, uh, I think just under, just under $3,000. So, yeah. so it wasn't cheap, but that's where we come in with travel agents by thinking outside the box. And so I found a way to fly business class one way economy home for just over $5,000. Mm. So what an opportunity to experience, which I just experienced the number one business class cabin with in the world. Qatar. With Qatar. Yeah. In the, in the Q suite. So that was an amazing opportunity. Now, paying an upgrade at the airport, they wanted $7,000. <laughs> that gives you an idea about how we can yeah, construct fares for only $2,000 versus, you know, paying when you're there. And there's opportunities to just, you know, just think outside the box, reach out to a travel agent and see, mm. well, okay, could we do anything any different? Um, and, and you flew Melbourne to Doha, then Doha to Frankfurt? Doha into Munich. I, I flew straight oh, Munich. into Munich. Easy, easy flight. It was... Mm. 
13 or so hours to Doha um, and then only five and a half hours from there. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Well, it's one of those flights where you kind of want it to go longer because you want to experience <laughs> everything that, 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 they, that they offer. And uh, I really wanted to, to put it out there. I have hadn't been fortunate to experience a variety of different cabins on different airlines. I think I'll say, yeah, hands down, it's, it's been the best experience that oh, I've had wow. in, in a premium that's huge. cabin. Yeah, it was amazing. Things that they do differently, the Q-suite. The Q-suite, mm, having, cool. having the ability to close the sliding door and have your own space mm. was just amazing. Yeah. Now, they also have the ability of this Q-suite to combine into a Q-suite quad. Mm. So, Which is perfect for families or... A group of people traveling yeah. together. Imagine two couples or, or, or two adults and, and two kids having the ability to actually open up the partitions in Doesn't the middle. Doesn't work for us. Does one of our kids just fend for themselves? Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit by myself. You can sit with the kids. Oh, oh is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. So not only the way the configuration of their cabins, I, I think that was pretty spectacular. The dining on demand, you don't need to wait for any particular service flow. You can just ask for whatever you want when you want. Uh, I had some beautiful West Australian uh, crayfish but they also had, again, it's FIFA, it's footy time, and they, they had their FIFA menu and, and every single uh, journey and itinerary, they're adding on uh, a bit of a delicacy that they've created, uh, a bit of a fun delicacy. It was a bit odd. It was Vegemite chicken sticks, but <laughs> I guess that's their interpretation of Australian cuisine. But other than that, it was it was top, absolutely amazing wines, amazing service. Uh, the, the the comfort was great. So, so that's getting there, and that's, you know, business class to experience it doesn't have to cost you the price of a car because let's face it, there are some some destinations in some cities right now that are costing mm-hmm. the price more than a car. Yep. But even last minute, if you just find it a way for us to combine certain fares, uh, we can tap into some 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 great options. So flew into Munich, then it was a one hour or so train direct train into Nuremberg and Nuremberg is where I started uh, the journey and boarded the Avalon, their river, their river cruise. From here, we had five night journey. We went to, through to Bamberg, went to Würzburg. We went to uh, just on the, the main river, a beautiful little town called uh, Miltenberg and we ended in Frankfurt. And each of these cities had a Christmas market that was so unique that I didn't feel like I was going to the same market day in, day out. Yeah, that, and that's what you want to experience, like real cool things but different at but, every yeah. every point you go to. And we've got one of those little uh, Christmas villages uh, that light up and I really felt like I'd been transported into one of these little Christmas villages. Yeah. <laughs> with all the lights and the toys in the windows and the Christmas decorations and yeah, that's and magical. Everything. It, it just really was. Oh, so, and the fact that you can walk around with a, a mug of Glühwein, I think, helps a little too. That helps. It? Yeah, it helps warm the cell. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Travel Project. Thanks to NIB Travel Insurance to help you on your way. And coming up next on the Travel Project. You get to stop with a river ship and uh, most of the times you don't have to use a coach. So it's this very relaxed way of te- traveling. You just step out and just drink wine the whole day and enjoy the scenery with the steepest vineyards. It's really fabulous. Nothing beats the feeling of travel. The first step off the plane, salt water on your skin, sand beneath your toes, a drink in your hand. The list goes on. NIB wants you to enjoy the best parts of travel and help you through any unexpected bumps in the road whether you're travelling up the coast or overseas. 
For travel insurance designed for today's travellers, go to nib.com.au slash travel well. NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Always read the PDS and TMD at nib.com.au slash travel well to consider if this product is right for you. Insurance issued by Pacific International Insurance. Here we are currently somewhere between Würzburg and Miltenberg. Cruising on the main river. Uh, the scenery is absolutely stunning. The leaves have all but changed. And I'm sitting here with Melinda. Melinda is the cruise director on the Avalon Artistry. And she's been, she's been helping us not only feel so welcome, but, but learning all about the destinations and where we're going to. And uh, as I said, I'd like to welcome Melinda. Thank you so much for having me. No, and thank you. Thank you for everything you're, you're doing. I think each evening your port talk giving us insight into where we're going the next day has, has been a bit of a highlight, but the entertainment as well in the evening, the trivia was a lot of fun. It's uh, such a unique role, you know, a, a cruise a tour director on the ship. That, uh, that is correct. There's not that many of us on the rivers. Uh, it's a really unique job because cruise directing on, on the ships of this caliber, it's only been known to run here in Europe the Rhine Mine and the Danube rivers. We have some uh, in Portugal, uh, perhaps, but that's pretty much it. So um, if you would count how many river ships are there, there's uh, most probably not more than 300 uh, river cruise directors in the world. So I would believe that it's quite a unique uh, job to have. So it's a hot job. Well, good on you. (laughs) How, How did you get into it? Um, well, I have quite a funny story. After I finished school, I was in uh, real estate. I started working in a real estate office and I realized after a short time that I'm not really built for sitting in the office uh, the whole day and I started looking into what else could I do because um, uh, there were, well, not that many options uh, with uh, with my studies. So. Um, I did this really, I made this really big big decision to quit my job uh, from one day to another. I had about uh, money to survive for another three months and I went home and I started googling dream jobs. Right. It was as, <laughs> Actually dream jobs. as crazy as yeah. it sounds. And I realized after a couple of days that this is not going to work out. So I started looking uh, on the ads that were advertised in the Netherlands where I live on the, on the job websites. And at some point this ad came up uh, describing my personality uh, exactly on the terms that I would like to work. And it was a river cruising job. And I had no idea what it means, no idea what it was. I've never seen a river ship in my life. But I called, I sent my CV. And they liked me and I liked them and ever since I'm doing this job. And here we are. Absolutely <laughs> yes. amazing. So <laughs> and so you've been doing it 10 years. Yes, correct. That's correct. Okay, so I've been doing it for three nights. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think I've probably got some, some you know, tips and tricks, but wow, 10 years. Yes. You know how to river cruise. And uh, <laughs> what I would love to find out is uh, where, if you've got maybe a top one, two or three destinations that you love to cruise into. Sure. Well, I believe if someone has never cruised on the rivers before, then definitely the Rhine would be something to start with. Um, It's the most scenic. Um, It's also the most uh, well-known. So there is usually lots of uh, great excursions, lots of uh, included things that uh, that the cruise has. And uh, it's also one of the most beautiful parts of Europe to to sail on. Um, My personal favorite, well, I have two. One of them uh, brings me back to my roots because I, I come from Transylvania. 
from Romania and there is a cruise that goes down on the lower Danube. Yes. And this is a very exotic uh, destination, uh, I would say, because uh, this area was behind the Iron Curtain until not so long ago. And, uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, people and, and uh, traditions and everything stayed there a bit uh, guarded from all the development of the West. So um, it's really interesting. It's an area also that needs a lot of promotion. So I love guiding tours there. I love going down to the lower Danube. And the other one would be the Moselle, because I'm a wine lover. And uh, the Moselle has these quirky little villages um, that uh, you get to stop with a river ship. And uh, most of the times you don't have to use a coach. So it's this very relaxed way of traveling. You just step out and just drink wine the whole day and enjoy the scenery with the steepest vineyards. It's really fabulous. So I would say I would go for, uh, for these if it would be me to buy the yeah. <laughs> excursion. Amazing. And, and traveling. We are currently traveling right now and I literally feel like we're gliding. I can't even hear the ship. Uh, everything's just slowly cruising by and it is such an amazing way to travel. No trains, no packing, no buses, no traffic, no tolls. So it, it is an amazing way. I think the Lower Danube is very popular in Australia, so I'm glad you said that. That's starting to, to really boom. So I think we'll see a lot more options there. And even though it is now currently winter and a little, a little bit cold and it does get dark a little bit earlier than the rest of the, the year, is there a particular time that, that you personally like to to cruise? I love to cruise in the springtime uh, or just in the beginning of the summer because that's also when the kids don't have the school holiday yet, cities are not that full yet, so it's it's much more relaxed, places are not that crowded and the temperatures are also not that high. So um, it can maybe be a bit rainy but uh, highly unlikely and I believe there is just the right temperature and the right atmosphere in um, every European uh, cruising destination in that time. Um, however, I love basically every season because they all have their um, their um, benefits about them, yeah, or their their highlights. I like I like the fall as well, especially cruising to wine areas. They look just absolutely mind blowing, really picturesque. So um, I think that has its beauty as well. And um, in the winter, of course, there are the Christmas markets. So if you're out in the evening, it gets dark quicker, but then you can see the lights and it has this uh, is this beautiful charm about it. Amazing. So really, whether we're drinking wine in France or we're going down in the, the lower Danube, Budapest, Bucharest, could really do it any time of year. But springtime, I, th I think, would be a great time as well. And that's from Australia. We get some of the best prices. Melinda, thank you so much for joining and, and sharing some of your tips and insights. And thank you so much for, for making what has been an incredible cruise even more magical. <laughs> thank you for having me. And it was absolutely my pleasure to host you and hope to see you again on the rivers. The Travel Project with Matt and Katie Coyle. From a week in Bali to a month in Europe, NIB Travel Insurance can offer cover for your overseas adventures. I'm here with Stephanie, who has just taken us to what I can only describe as the most magical Christmas city, Rottenburg. We just spent a few hours walking around Rottenburg, and, uh, and, and thank you very much, Stephanie, for joining me. Thank you. That's a pleasure. Can you give us a little insight about Rottenburg and why we should go there for Christmas? Well, um, Rotenburg has been known as one of the best preserved medieval towns in southern Germany. Yeah? And ever since the 1800s, people traveled to um, yeah, romantic Rotenburg. It was the time of romanticism, artists, poets, 
start to contemplate nature, they wanted to go back to the good old times, and that were the Middle Ages. And Rothenburg had stayed untouched um, since the 30 years war, so for 200 years nothing changed, so it really reflected the perfect medieval town. And imagine all of this with Christmas lights, it's just a perfect place It was to absolutely be. insane, insane, and you do it well. So I know there's even some shops that are open year-round with, with Christmas goodies, yes. but but today we were at Christmas time, we're at the, the first day of December, and it seemed like every shop had the most amazing Christmas souvenirs that you could get. Yes, yes, I mean it's something... Um, Rotenburg used to be a merchant's town and that's why you still have in many of the houses you have shops and uh, you have really yeah, quite a lot of different things that you can buy but at Christmas time everybody yeah, does their best to present Rotenburg and to have all these beautiful Christmas things. So what would be in your opinion the one thing if we could only buy one Christmas souvenir what, what would it be? <clears throat> That's that's a difficult question because I like Christmas so much. <laughs> it's uh, difficult to decide. But um, actually, I, I what I always really like is some like a Christmas ornament. Um, sometimes they are made of porcelain. You find so special things about it. So I would really decide to find something that I can put on my Christmas tree so that I can always have it with me every Christmas. Yeah, so it's like very a, individual. Yes, yes, I would say. Yeah, it's not something that you say. Please buy that. That's from Rotenburg. Yeah, um, but um, it's just whatever you like best, actually. Yeah. And there were thousands and thousands of options, and I think there was there was one 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 place that really stood out with many, and and would love to kind of go into that in a little bit more depth. There's one Christmas shop that when you walk in the back of it, it's like being transported into a Christmas wonderland. What is that place? That's Kette Wolfart. Yeah. And what is that? Yeah. Well, Kette Wolfart. That's it's really a nice story. Um, Kette Wolfart was originally from the area around. Heidelberg and um, her family came from eastern Germany from the Erzgebirge and there they usually they, they produce um, traditional wooden Christmas decoration with lights on it yeah, and uh, different yeah, variations and she had American friends and so she gave for Christmas she gave them one of these ornaments as a present they went back home showed it to their friends and everybody said it's wonderful we want to have it and that's how she started her Christmas shop yeah and uh, she came to Rotenburg and um, yeah she's passed away now but her family is still uh, going on and uh, they are they went global a few years ago so she's she's almost everywhere yeah but it's the original store is in Rotenburg in Rotenburg yeah. and and for a Christmas shop I think it's just it, it leaves you speechless it's absolutely magical yes, yes and yes. so so we're currently in the heart of Bavaria am I right that's true, yes. However, there's a little bit of a story behind that you, that perhaps yes. you can share with us? Yes, of course. I mean, it's, it, yeah, you say you, we are in the heart of Bavaria, and that's, you know, you, you are right. But on the other hand, we are in the northern part of Bavaria. And this area used to be independent until 200 years ago. Yeah? And uh, the area here is called Franconia, Franken in German. And uh, yeah, until 200 years ago, you had sovereign rulers here, you had independent cities, but the whole area was sort of independent. And uh, yeah, then the Bavarians came and took over. Uh, 1814, the tragic year for the Franconians. Napoleon had left Europe all topsy-turvy. They had to reorganize everything and then Bavaria, uh, Franconia went to Bavaria. And uh, we're still mad at them, I have to admit. There's one thing I always say, it's, you know, everybody thinks um, the Germans look like Bavarians, but we don't really. One thing is, for example, that they wear lederhosen, and I always say they don't have the legs for lederhosen. <laughs> yeah? So it's really something that we don't really like. 
Um, and that's why we sort of hold a grudge. Yeah? And we always tell our guests when you walk around here, please, please never tell you or never say to anyone you are in Bavaria. You always say you are in Franconia and then you are on the safe side. And then you're yeah? safe. And the one thing I think that I noticed uh, on the on the Avalon River cruise, we're, we're based currently in, in Würzburg and we're heading back there at the moment. But the drive between uh, from Würzburg to here, it's just covered in vineyards. So there's yes. not really much beer you know yeah. what I would expect to be a beer drinking place yes um, that's also something that Bavaria is known for uh, that everybody is drinking beer but here in this uh, certain part it's more the wine now when you not so far away Bamberg that's where they have a lot of beer but here around Würzburg we are um, we've been growing wine for almost 1300 years so wine is really part of daily life wine is part of the culture here and um, yeah we we like to share the wine with our guests but you do have to visit us so that you can drink it we don't really export yeah we no, rather 100%. like yes we rather like to drink <laughs> our wine on our own um, but we're always happy to share with the guests of course so i think you need to come here drink your wine and if you're a bit cold heat it up and add a bit of rum and then enjoy Christmas. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for that. It's been an absolute pleasure and, and, and thank you for, for showing me the most magical Christmas place on earth. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Travel Project. Thanks to NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. And coming up next on The Travel Project... Bamberg is the capital of breweries, 15 breweries for 80,000 uh, inhabitants. That's a lot. So depending on the season, what they brew, it's changing. It's a, around 90 different kinds of Bamberg beer alone in this town. Nothing beats the feeling of travel. The first step off the plane, salt water on your skin, sand beneath your toes, a drink in your hand, the list goes on. NIB wants you to enjoy the best parts of travel and help you through any unexpected bumps in the road, whether you're traveling up the coast or overseas. For travel insurance designed for today's travellers, go to nib.com.au slash travelwell. NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Always read the PDS and TMD at nib.com.au slash travelwell to consider if this product is right for you. Insurance issued by Pacific International Insurance. I'm currently standing here in the heart of Bamberg and I've just had a bit of an insight into what is an absolutely stunning, stunning city. I, I really had no idea what to picture. And I'm here with uh, local Beate and she's just shown us around. So I'd love uh, Beate to jump on and welcome. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much for coming. And why to come to Bamberg was the question. Yeah, that's the question. I think why, why people should experience what we're looking at right now. So uh, Bamberg is a typical medieval town with certain structure. Uh, so Everything's original here. Bamberg uh, wasn't hit while World War II. Only 4.6% of destroyment. Uh, very worth to see it. Um, everything's original, so to say, and uh, we're surrounded by three natural parks. Um, so you can do here everything you want. You can spend a nice holiday and visit a wonderful medieval town in a Baroque dress. Why it is like this? So you have to join my tour. Yes, yeah, I think definitely. We, you know, walking around, it really feels like I'm in a picture storybook. It is very surreal. And uh, I'm about to head off for lunch. So is there something that, that we should maybe eat or drink whilst we're in Bamberg? Well, um, there's good dishes uh, and the speciali speciality of town is smoky beer. Bamberg is the capital of breweries. 
15 breweries for 80,000 uh, inhabitants. That's a lot. So depending on the season, what they brew, it's changing. It's a, around 90 different kinds of Bamberg beer alone in this town. Amazing. Well, when in Germany, I think I'm going for a, a beer now. Uh, anything I should be eating to go with that? Any uh, local specialties? Yes, you eat Schäufela. Schäufela, um, it's um, a part of pork, the sh of, of its shoulder. Very tasty. It's not healthy, but very, very good. And goes with <laughs> a smoky beer. Biade, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of insight, and hopefully we, we get some people here very soon. You're welcome. Thank you. When heading off on holidays, there's one thing travellers should consider, and it has nothing to do with your in-flight entertainment. It's arranging a travel insurance policy to protect against the unexpected. As someone who's travelled to 61 countries, I want to know that if things go pear-shaped, whether it's injury, sickness, cancelled flight, stolen luggage or even COVID, I have cover available. That's why NIB Travel Insurance offers a range of plans for both domestic and overseas travel. They understand it's your holiday, so they make the whole travel insurance thing easy, from buying it through making the claim. NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Always read the PDS and TMD at nib.com.au slash travel well to consider if this product is right for you. Insurance issued by Pacific International Insurance. Okay, so we're currently walking through the, the one of the oldest uh, Christmas markets in the world. We're at the uh, Nuremberg Chris Kingle Market and I'm here with Gabby, a Nuremberg local. Thank you, Gabby. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> so can you just give us a little bit of rundown about this Christmas market? Um, you know, uh, Nuremberg decided to be a Lutheran city, a Protestant city. And Martin Luther, he was the reformator and he said, it's a nice tradition to give some gifts to the children at Christmas time. And so they started to build some huts and they had toys made out of wood and so on and of clay. And this is the tradition. And so Nuremberg is one of the eldest Christmas markets in the world because also Nuremberg was a big city and then um, they needed of course a lot of things for all the children. Amazing. How old is it? Uh, 1632 so wow. it's really an old Christmas market. Okay. So what are we eating and what are we going to be purchasing from the Nuremberg Christmas market? Normally uh, you have to eat a gingerbread. It's very traditional because we had hazelnuts in this area, we had honey, we had the spices from the Orient. Imagine in the medieval times uh, we got all the cinnamon and the spices from the Orient. And of course, the so small sausages. Yes. Yeah, you have to eat it. Uh, it's uh, really very important for us uh, because, yeah, we love meat. We had a lot of uh, pork here and also some other specialities. Uh, but the very nice thing on this Christmas market is that you are having only goods concerning Christmas. That means decoration for Christmas, toys for the kids, food, and so on. So. It's not like you, you're buying clothes or something like that. <laughs> Amazing. And I think one word to describe it is just magical. And it is magical. Thank you so much, Gabby, for, for joining me and, and uh, showing me around the markets. The Travel Project with Matt and Katie Coyle, taking you on an amazing adventure through the German Christmas markets. Thanks to NIB, travel insurance to help you on your way. Next, get ready for some Glühwein, a word which translates into glow wine a beverage which is said to help you glow from within. Matt will tell you more from the streets of Germany next. From a week in Bali to a month in Europe, NIB Travel Insurance can offer cover for your overseas adventures. I'm currently here in the heart of 
Nuremberg Christmas Markets, the Chris Kindle Market, and I'm here in in uh, with Hendrik from Voldak. Voldak, these guys own the Glühwein Market, and I'd like to introduce Hendrik. Thank you for joining me. Hey, welcome. Henrik, can you just give us a rundown, full real basics, about what are we drinking here? What's this drink that warms the soul at the Christmas market? Okay, the, uh, the real Nuremberger uh, uh, um, clients here. He takes a blueberry malt wine from us. It's um, very um, special from us because we made it by ourselves. And uh, you can have a shot inside with amaretto if you want to have the sweet one. Or you can have a rum shot. It's um, for, the, um, for, the, uh, for the guys who would like... Uh, to make it hotter, yes. Okay. Is this only traditionally drunk at Christmas time in winter? Um, one of the most traditional, yes. Okay, so would you find yourself drinking in January and February to warm up, or is it going to be just seasonal? Um, it's seasonal, yes, of course, but uh, maybe in the... Um uh, the first time of the new year, it's, uh, make a fire at home and you can yeah. drink it uh, with your family. It's, it makes you warm. Amazing. So I, I know there's secrets and there's so many people having their own secrets. So you can't say what's in it with the detail. But generally a Glühwein is made up of um, red wine. Yeah, it's generally uh, from red wine, yes. But we make it from blueberry wine. Okay. It's not red wine. It's blueberry wine. And this is only found in Nuremberg? Um, no, not not really. Um, it's um, maybe in some uh, other spots in Germany. But here we make it by, by ourselves. It's, we think it's special. Amazing. And it okay. is. It warms it up. Thank you so much, Henrik. I love it. Okay. The Travel Project with Matt and Katie Coyle. So that's been our little taste of the German Christmas markets. Now, obviously, it's not just only Germany. There are the Christmas markets in in Switzerland, through Italy, Austrian Christmas markets. The Christmas markets in Prague, there's so much that you can see. But the one thing that connects them all, the waterways. And that time of year, rather than waiting at train stations and, and worrying about cars or potentially any snow and delays... You can just board your your river cruise from city to city. What a way to see the Christmas markets. Go on a river cruise. Avalon were absolutely spectacular. Yes, there are others in the market. So reach out and and find, we can find the one that is perfect for you. Reach out to us at Melbourne Travel Project. We've got a team of of highly experienced travel advisors, been in the industry for, for many, many years. You'll find us in Melbourne. We've got a storefront down on the Mornington Peninsula in Mornington. But no matter where you are in Australia, we've got a Brisbane Travel Project. We've got our team of, of absolute experts up there as well. So reach out to us at, uh, you'll find all information at thetravelprojectpodcast.com.au. Okay.